Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of my podcast, Advocate with Ashley. I'm your host, Ashley Purvine, and today joining me is my guest, Cambry Jo Hull. Cambry is a dear friend of mine and a recent graduate of Roland High School in the Northeast area of Oklahoma. She was involved in numerous activities and CDEs in the FFA and is an instrumental leader in her community. Cambry is also currently serving as the National Miss United States Agriculture. So Cambry, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, and thank you so much for having me on today. So like she said, I graduated from high school this year as Val Victorian in my graduating class. And, you know, it wasn't always easy being diagnosed with a hearing disability, a speech impediment, and an audio processing disorder. I never thought I'd be able to achieve what I did. But through the support within the agriculture industry, I was able to put aside my disability and to strive for excellence. And so I did graduate Victorian in my class. And so now I'm just kind of hanging out, still advocating for agriculture and just seeing what my next phase of life has in store for me. Wow, Cambry, I just want to say I am so, so proud of you. That is an amazing accomplishment. And persevering through all those obstacles just shows how strong your character is. So, Cambry, how did you get into the agriculture industry? So, I am a the sixth generation of a ranching family. Um, my family has rodeoed for years and years. That's what they did as a living as well as ranching on the side. So, just having their roots within the agriculture industry, I've just strived to continue that legacy um, moving forward. That is so awesome. I raise a few cattle myself, so... I completely understand the cattle industry and all that sort of thing. So what is the National Miss United States Agriculture Program? So the National Miss United States Agriculture Organization and pageant is a pageant with a purpose. And that purpose is to be um, leaders within our community to strive for excellence, promote the American way, which is ultimately agriculture like we're promoting american agriculture and we're using our voices to be a platform to help bring awareness to the industry that america relies on the most so how did you become the national miss united states agriculture and why did you choose to compete for the title <laughs> so my mom was miss rodeo oklahoma and i've sat on the back burner and i've watched her coach girls I've watched her judge pageants and I've just gone and I've been in the atmosphere and that's something I always wanted to do but my mom was like you're not going to do it just because I did it and I said okay so I just sat there biting at the bit like I don't want to do that I want to be that girl for someone <laughs> and so I found a pageant that I was like I think I can excel with this and I told my mom and she's like nope we're not going to do it and so I was like okay well, then I presented her the idea again, Mom, I'm going to do this pageant. She's like, no, like, I think we should just wait to make sure you fully want to do it. Well, I knew time was ticking. So three months out in the middle of COVID, it was actually April. Like, why I decided to do this, I don't know. But I took my mom's debit card and I signed myself up and I paid all the fees. And I walked in there. I said, we have a state pageant to prepare for and I owe you some cash. And she was like, say what? I said, you wouldn't let me, so I did it myself. We have a state pageant to go to. So we started preparing. We got everything ready. So I went and competed on the state level. And that was in um, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, at the Stony Creek Hotel. And that was just an eventful weekend in itself. 
and I was able to um, win the title of Oklahoma Miss United States Agriculture. So I had a full year of preparing and to go towards the national pageant, which was in Orlando last June. And so we prepared and we packed up the van and we went on a trip and we went and I was able to win the title National Miss United States Agriculture as well. But the reason I wanted to do that is because I believed I had enough passion in me that I could use their organization to help promote my platform and help educate those who not necessarily is getting being exposed to agriculture and I felt like I would be able to help expose another group of people to the industry. I absolutely love that. I love the whole mission of the National Miss United States Agriculture Program. So I have to ask, you mentioned your platform. So what is your favorite thing about your platform and how have you used it to advocate for agriculture? So my platform is planting seeds of success with disabled and at-risk children. I was both of those kids growing up. And so being able to relate to those people who feel like no one can relate to, it's just easy to open up and have that conversation. But my goal is to let people know despite their disability, they still have the ability to achieve anything that they want and they can be successful within the agriculture industry. We have a spot where they can belong and thrive. And so my favorite part about using my platform is I get to go to these different events that has people who are doubting themselves who have no idea what the agriculture industry is because they've never truly been exposed to it. And I get to go in and tell them that they still have the ability to do anything, whether that's have a garden. You don't have to live on a farm to have a garden. You can have a garden right inside your house. You can plant flowers. You can do anything. It's not always the cows and the cows and the sows. There's so much more to the agriculture industry. And I truly believe that anyone, despite their background, despite their ability, that they can be a part of that and leave their thumbprint within the industry. That is so amazing, Cambry. And I love how you use something that many people would see as an obstacle that they could never overcome. I love how you use that to promote agriculture and You've succeeded in spite of those obstacles. What are your duties as National Miss United States Agriculture? So my duties is to be a role model first and foremost, because at the end of the day, my crown and sash can say whatever and can mean whatever. But I have to be who I am. So little girls around me has a role model and they have something to strive for. So my duty is to be a role model, but I'm also an educator and a listener. So when a little, when anyone, despite their age, comes up to me and has a question, I answer it. But then I listen to what they have to say. And so we're educators, we're listeners, but ultimately we're promoters. So we're promoting American agriculture. I'm promoting Oklahoma agriculture. And I'm just going out there being a face where someone can be like, oh, she's passionate I want to get on board with, with whatever she's doing and become a part of that industry because she's on fire and I want to be have that fire inside of me as well. And so I just go to all different kinds of events from livestock shows 
I go to a lot of domestic violence um, events to go along with my platform. I'm at the state capitol all the time learning about new legislation that's going on within the agriculture industry. And so I'm just going wherever I can go to educate people that's willing to listen to me. If they listen, I talk and we make connections. So with going to the Capitol, we automatically think of laws and legislation and governors and senators and different things like that. So why do you think it's important for agricultural youth to learn about the legislative process? Well, I can tell you this. I'm no stranger to the Capitol. I absolutely love going up there and just visiting. I want to know what's going on, why things are going the way they are. But I didn't, growing up, didn't always understand the point of legislation. And once I got my title, I was like, well, why are we doing that? Like, it's good for the industry. And some of the stuff is not good for the industry. And so I feel like if we can start educating the youth on what's going on now within the Capitol, and it doesn't matter if it's state or if it's nationwide, like we need to know what's going on. And what, how people are voting is going to determine how we live in our next years. And so we must know what's going on and be educated so we can ex- know what to expect in the upcoming years. I completely and totally agree with everything you just said. I know that Oklahoma Farm Bureau is actually putting on a conference um, at the beginning of July and we get to go and learn about different types of legislation and talk to different legislators and it's just going to be a great experience to teach agricultural youth about the legislative process in an in-depth way and be able to immerse us kind of into the true process of it. Absolutely because at the end of the day agriculture legislation is what determines our livelihood because Agriculture is the only way that one person can sustain life. And so we need to make sure that we truly know what's going on for the betterment of tomorrow. I love that, Cambry. So who has been your biggest role model in terms of agriculture advocacy? I know you've talked about wanting to be a role model to those around you. Your biggest role model. I can say, hands down, my biggest role model has been Taylor Spears. She was Miss Rodeo Oklahoma, and I've just grown up with Taylor my entire life through the rodeo industry and pageants, and she, her platform was Let Your Light Shine, and that is so powerful to me because once one light is lit, it leads to another one to be able to shine, and so I love what she did. And I've sat down and I've had many of conversations with Taylor. And at the end of the day, Taylor's Taylor with a crown or sash, with a title, just anything. She's always herself. And that's something that I strive to be. I want to be the same Camry with my title as Camry with no title. And she is always there to listen. She's always there to encourage you. But her light shines in more ways than one. She's a role model. She's a go-getter. And she's her love for Christ shines through her. And so I strive to be Taylor and leave the legacy that Taylor has left within me and girls across the nation. That is so, so amazing. And I've never met Taylor, but she sounds like an amazing person. So you spoke about shining light and her platform was let your light shine. 
And I know that one of my favorite ways to shine a light and create an impact is community service projects. So what are some community service projects that you've organized as the Miss United States Agriculture? I love community service. I feel like the foundation of a good community is for young people to go back in and keep the legacy going on and the traditions alive. And I'm very passionate about the people within my community, so I strive to give back to them at any time that I can. So a few projects that I've done is um, I collected teddy bears. So I did a teddy bear drive, and I was able to donate an abundant amount of teddy bears to our local sheriff's department. And so when um, they have to go and there's a kid involved in a traumatic situation, they can take that teddy bear and give it to them so they have a little bit of comfort during that time. I was also able to do um, a luggage drive and collect suitcases because foster kids, when they go from home to home, they get a trash bag and they get whatever's in that trash bag. And that's all they have. And for me, security goes a long way. And so just having a bag that zips that belongs to them leaves an impact on them. And so I was able to collect and donate suitcase and luggage back into my local county's foster care Um, A few other drives that I was able to do was a hearing aid drive. I was able to collect thousands and thousands of dollars of hearing aids and donate those to my local Lions Club because there's people in my community that cannot hear, but sadly they can't afford to get the devices they need to hear. So I was able to donate that to the Lions Club where they could go and receive those devices to help them hear as well as I did eyeglasses drive. And I collected, I believe, 500 eyeglasses and over 200 pairs of prescription lenses to where people could go in and find um, glasses that would help them see so they could go out and better themselves. And so I've done a lot of other things from like clothing and food, but those community service projects that I did were something that I related to that meant something to me. And so I was able to change those lives for people. And so that's why I think community service projects is very, very important for one person to take part in. That is absolutely incredible, Cambry. You have certainly made an impact within your own community, your county, your area, your state. I'm sure the nation. That is just amazing. So speaking of making an impact... How have you helped educate the younger generation about So I believe education is the first foundation to have a successful next generation. So we must educate. And how do you educate? You take fun to the classroom. And so I was able to go to my classrooms at my local elementary and go in and incorporate like agriculture into different educational lessons and it wasn't the lessons that are boring and no fun we had egg races and we learned how eggs were developed and we learned like different lessons did a martin luther king lesson and we had two eggs we had a brown egg and a white egg and at the end of the day we had a yellow oak and so i was able to go in at least once or twice a month and teach to these students the importance of agriculture They learned 
different things from like where their food comes from. Like we learned about aquaculture. We learned about dairy. We learned about reindeers. Like I brought something to them that they would be eager to learn about. And so I made it a fun learning experience because we must educate to have a successful next generation. I completely agree with that statement. My FFA chapter actually just got finished hosting the Ag in the Classroom tour. So each year, Ag in the Classroom picks an area of the state to tour. And for the past two years, they've Thomas and the surrounding communities. So they actually had the chance to tour my family's farm as well as South Canadian Meats, which is a meat processing facility that my dad is a partner in. So it's absolutely incredible to just watch the presentation that the Ag in the Classroom provides because they teach these teachers that often don't really know about agriculture, but they give them the resources and the materials to educate their students about agriculture. And oftentimes those students wouldn't learn about agriculture if it weren't for their teachers. So education is such a big deal. I agree. And I feel like if we expose younger children at a younger age, that the passion in them is just going to grow immensely as they get older and they're, they're going to want to continue within the industry. So I feel like if we target the younger generation, that's what's going to help build the American agriculture industry. I completely agree. So, Cambry, how has your position as Miss United States Agriculture allowed you to advocate for agriculture? So, my title has allowed me to go in and meet people that I probably wouldn't have been able to meet just in everyday life or get to experience some of the things I was able to experience. And so, it's out of doors where I can go in, have conversations, I can get educated myself go back out into my community, back into my state and states and educate what I was educated of. That is amazing. I love that you've used what you've learned to relay it to other people. So what have you learned about advocacy through your time as National Miss United States Agriculture? I learned that advocacy is just saying yes and showing up. It's not always going to be fun, and it's not always going to be ideal. And, you know, sometimes it may not even have to do with anything with agriculture. But if you show up with a smile on your face and ambition, I can ensure you that you will have a conversation with someone that agriculture comes up. Because ultimately... The only way we can sustain life is through the agriculture industry and everything in life is related to agriculture. So it always comes up in a conversation. And so just showing up, you're going to be a voice. You're going to be able to advocate for something that means something to you. So it's just saying yes and showing up with a smile on your face, ready to step into those roles of being an educator but also being a listener to see what they have to say so you can both grow on your ideas and help each other advocate in more ways than others. I completely agree with everything 
that you have said for sure. I know that advocacy, even though you may think it's some huge thing and you have to be on a public platform and preaching to everybody, it's really just one simple conversation at a time, which is really the whole goal of this podcast. Absolutely. It's pretty much it's a change action you have one conversation and then it leads to the next conversation with another person and it's just an ongoing thing because agriculture is something that everyone can relate to one way or another without actually even realizing it so once we start opening up and having those conversations it's going to bring more awareness and it will be advocacy and you won't even know that you're advocating for it. it's just going to happen and that's what I love about advocating for agriculture because it's one of the simplest things to do, but one of the most selfless acts to do. I completely agree with that. So how many miles have you traveled with agriculture? So during my Oklahoma and national reign, I have traveled nearly 70,000 miles in two years. Wow. That is a lot of ground to cover in two short years. That is incredible. It has been a lot of fun, but the gas is absolutely killing me now. I drove a diesel truck and I was like, Mom, I can't keep doing this. Our gas prices were getting high. And so I actually bought a car. So now in a truck but I take my car places now just to get a little bit better gas mileage and not pay so much for diesel but yes it's been an absolute blast being able to travel all across the nation and what I have loved about traveling across the nation is I get to take a deeper look into what makes that state that state you know when you think of certain states it's always the big agriculture products, but you never really get to hear about the small things that make a big impact too. And so I was able to learn about all different things within those states that makes that state successful within the agriculture industry and just listen to the stories that the local people have to say you learn a lot. And so that's been one of my favorite things is getting to go be exposed and learn about those things in other states. That is fantastic. I completely agree that it's the little things and the little conversations. I actually went to Oklahoma State University Livestock Judging Camp, and I just got back. And two of the people in my group were from way out of state. One of them was from Tennessee, and the other one was from West Virginia. And it was really cool to just have conversations with them about the big agriculture industries in both of those states. It was super cool to just get to have that conversation and kind of understand a little bit more about agriculture in those states. Yes. So what has been your favorite trip as Miss United States Agriculture? So I'm kind of going to throw it back to Taylor Spears because (laughs) she has had such an impact on my life. But I I was actually able to travel to Texas where she now resides and um she works for the cowboy channel in the communications and marketing department so i was able to go down to fort worth and go to the stockyards and i got to spend a day with her and go behind scenes to see what it's like to put on a show to do those interviews with those professional cowboys and cowgirls and just truly like get an insight of 
what she is doing because like I said, I strive to be like Taylor and there's a lot of things that's alike in us. Like we have the same dreams and ambitions and I want to, I'm getting a degree in communications and marketing. And so to go see what she's doing as well as still using her platform, it was just very special to me to get to go and do that. But I also enjoyed getting to go to Indianapolis with my title. That was another fun trip as well. Those both sound like awesome trips. And I know that you can accomplish all of those goals and dreams you have. Thank you. (laughs) So like you said, you got to tell your own ag story. So why do you feel that it is important to tell your ag story? I think it's very important for people to share their ag story because not everyone's story is the same. Not everyone relates to agriculture in the same aspect. And so everyone's story is bigger and longer than others, and some are shorter and sweeter than others. And so I feel like if just every person shares their story, one person can relate and they'll want to join in. And they'll be like, I can do that. Because it's intimidating to join the industry if you're not already in it. And so if we can just continue to share that and enlighten people that it's not all bad and it's not this scary place, then we will grow and we can be more united within the industry. I completely agree with that. I think that a lot of unification in general in the world, in our nation, in agriculture, it really needs to happen because, you know, we're stronger when we're united. And I feel that If we as agriculturists present a united front and explain to people that, you know, agriculture is not this big, scary thing. It's not all bad. And we can really encourage people that agriculture is what feeds and clothes the world. Then I feel that we can go very far in our industry. I agree. So you talked about how everyone's start in agriculture is a little different. So... How do you, what do you think is one of the best ways for us to bring people into the agriculture industry? Education, starting with the youth. And I feel like that's why it's so important to go into those classrooms and educate the elementary students. And I feel like Oklahoma Ag in the classroom is doing just what that takes. They're equipping elementary teachers with free resources to bring ag back into the classroom so we can educate those children because at the end of the day if they do not know then the next generation will not know and so but but the cool thing about it is is when we educate those kids kids go home and tell their parents and then their parents tell their friends and it's just a chain reaction and it just goes down the line so once we first have that first initial conversation then it leads to the next and then it's just it just spreads so fast. And so I feel like if we just educate the youth is where we will be the best with that. Oh, I completely agree with that. I feel like education is a huge part of life as we know it. I know that I wouldn't be anywhere without my education from the time I started pre-K until now. And I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without my education in the ag classroom. So With that being said, how has the FFA impacted your life and your journey in agriculture? First and foremost, it's taught me a lot 
and it's brought me to figure out who I truly am and I found myself within the organization but I have been on a multitude of CDE teams and through that I was educated about all different aspects of agriculture. I judged livestock, I judged land, nursery and landscape, I did wildlife management, I was on the floriculture team, and I was on the prepared public speaking team. And you know, when you look at that, that's a lot. Oh yeah. But I was able to learn just enough about every single one of those events where I was successful in all of those different events. And so now I'm able to talk to different kids who are competing in that or who have questions and I can answer that. And so I believe that the FFA has equipped me with knowledge to be there to help the next generation and just anyone in general who has questions. Oh yeah, I completely agree with that. FFA has definitely changed my life and it certainly sounds like it has changed yours. 100%. A complete confidence boost. (laughs) (laughs) I completely understand that one. So you talked a little bit about answering questions for people. So I know that in this day and age, social media is how a lot of us communicate with each other. I know that for me, Social media is how I communicate with a lot of my friends and different things like that. So how can we utilize social media to create a positive image of the agriculture industry? I feel like hashtags first and foremost. And you know, there for the longest time, it was like hashtag this, hashtag that. And it gets overwhelming. But people follow those hashtags. And when people want to learn, they go to that. When I'm trying to learn something about Say I want to look up different techniques on how to make a belt because I do leather work. I'll look up leather belt hashtag and it goes through there. And there's a bunch of different creators who presents it all differently who has used that hashtag. And so I feel like if we can utilize using hashtags within the agriculture industry, people who are eager to learn will look that up. And, you know, not everyone says something the same way. Not everyone processes it the same way. So if we can have different people saying the same thing, but in different ways, then everyone will have the opportunity to fully understand what's going on. And we can build that community of hashtags to where people can go on and use that as a learning tool. But we need to make sure it's um, clean, powerful, and positive at all times. I completely agree with the last thing you just said. I know that I went through a workshop during my time in 4-H and the workshop was about using writing and photos and social media to create a positive image of agriculture. And we talked a lot about some different things that could present a bad image on agriculture, like seeing something that we would think is pretty normal, right? Like cattle and pens. Some people may misconstrue that as something that's bad or not okay, when in reality, those cattle being in those pens may be for a vaccination that could eventually save their lives. So I think that if we do use photographs like that and different things like that, we need to make sure we explain all that's going on in our industry and in the picture or whatever it may be. We need to do a good job of carefully detailing and explaining what's going on. I absolutely agree. We just need to make sure that we are very clear in what we are saying, but we make it to where it's very welcoming for everyone to listen. And it's not, we're not going to make them feel uneducated 
and like well that was hurtful and harsh like we want to make sure that it's where everyone can truly understand it I completely agree with that one so I know that communication a lot of people can say is often something that people struggle with and you know that brings on a whole list of things that people think are problems so what do you think is one of the biggest challenges facing the agriculture industry today i've said this word a lot but i'm going to say it again the lack of education because i feel like there was that gap where people didn't truly get to know what the agriculture industry was about and they saw one thing and they got a bad idea of it and so i feel like we just need to be respectful of what the opinions of everyone of, of those people that they've already formed but we need to be going in and telling them the truth behind the matter of what is actually going on so i feel like the lack of education but on the agriculture end of it we need to be very respectful so we can help let them know what's actually going on and inform them of the process so they can then form their new opinions whether they change it or not but ultimately we have to accept what they believe and if we just keep throwing it in their face that's only going to push them away so we just need to help educate them in the most respectful and responsible way we can i completely agree with that one being respectful is definitely something that we all need to make sure we're doing in life in general and especially when we're communicating about agriculture because Sadly enough, agriculture kind of tends to get a bad rap, which is very disappointing, but it is the way the world is. Absolutely. And so I just feel like as long as we keep a clean, nice manner about it, we may be able to just change one person's opinion and welcome them into the industry. I completely agree with that. As someone once said to me, at, I don't know where it was exactly, the younger generation we're the communicators of the agriculture industry. It's our job to communicate the story of agriculture because, quite honestly, we have more resources than the generation before us. We have social media. We have our own voices. We have so many different platforms that we can use to educate the general public about agriculture. And whoever said that was exactly right. We really are the communicators of the agriculture industry. And the way we carry ourselves and the way we embody the agriculture industry really says a lot about our own personal character as well as the industry as a whole. Absolutely. So... As we're getting into the final few questions, we're going to get into some more open-ended and complicated ones. So okay. how, has, how has agriculture impacted your life? Agriculture has impacted my life because it gave me a place where I felt a sense of belonging, where I could truly be who I am and still achieve my goals and my dreams. It gave me it lit a fire inside of me to be passionate enough about something that when I woke up in the morning, I strived to better that industry. And so I feel like it was just a confidence boost and a place of belonging for me. I, I completely agree with that. I feel like agriculture has given me 
definitely a sense of community, a place of belonging, a place where I have lifelong friends and incredible connections of with industry professionals and the people that are going to be working alongside me for years to come. So I definitely agree with that. So how do you think that we can advocate in our everyday lives? Say yes, show up, and have a smile on your face. But most importantly, be intentional while doing that. Don't put a fake act on. Just show up and be who you are and be eager and in the moment and be intentional. I completely agree with that. I absolutely love that word intentional because every year at the beginning of the year, I have decided that I'm giving myself a word to live by. And this year, 2022, my words were intentional and impactful because everywhere I go, I want to be intentional about it and I want to make an impact. And I definitely understand the need for intentionality, especially when we're talking about this industry that we're so passionate about. I agree. I feel most valued when someone is intentional with me and that's like what I'm actually saying is being heard. And so I strive to be that with everyone else because I don't want them to feel like they're not equipped enough to advocate. And so if they're wanting to talk to me, I want them to know that I want to know what they have to say and that I value that. And so I feel like at the end of the day, set everything aside and be intentional with the people that you're with because you never know what they have to say, why they need to say it, but they're telling you for a reason and you need to listen to that. Oh, I completely agree with that one. So you talked a little bit about people not feeling like they're equipped to advocate. So how can we, how do you feel we can better equip ourselves to advocate or how we can equip other people to feel they're better equipped to advocate? I feel like just a few words of encouragement can go a long way. If you tell them that they have the full capability of doing something, they're going to be more apt to putting themselves out there. But like, don't make sure that they fully are equipped before you tell them that because you don't want to set them up for failure. But you're like me as well as you, anyone else, have that conversation with them so they will be ready for the next conversation. I completely agree with that. Definitely helping people to be better equipped to ag advocate is going to be huge going into this next generation because if we fail to communicate and fail to equip other people to advocate, it could go really wrong really quickly, which is not something that we want. Not at all. So, Cambry, is there any final message you'd like to leave the listeners? I want everyone to know that you are all more than enough. That every person is going to leave such an impact on the world. Never say no to an opportunity. Go out there. Live your absolute best life. Be intentional. Be in the moment. Soak it all in but to remember to stand firm in what you believe in and stay true to yourself. 
Wow, that is one powerful message to end on. Well, Cambry, it has been an absolute honor to have you on my podcast. And I'm glad to say that I will be back in the happiest place on earth next week where I had the lovely opportunity to meet you last year. So I hope you have the absolute most fun because I can tell you the memories I made there will stay with me forever. So I hope you make the best memories. Cambry, thank you so much for joining me. Well, that concludes this episode of Advocate with Ashley. Listeners, thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed. Until next week, have a blessed day. Thank you.